This is the Running the Narrow Path podcast, episode number 80, Turbulent Weeks. Hello everyone, it is the uh, the 14th of uh, April and uh, the time is just a few minutes after 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I think this is this is the first real spring day uh, this season. It's probably uh, 13, 14, 15 uh, degrees Celsius here. The sun is shining. Uh, there is, or there are, uh, a few clouds, or maybe uh, if it's just one big uh, thin cloud. It's not, the sun isn't really, really bright because uh, of the thin skies above. Yeah, so my running, let's sort of talk about my, my running a little bit. Uh, talking about my running will involve other things as well. Uh, yeah, I'm completely out of out of phase with my every other day running routine that I kept for so long. Uh, but that's that's how it is. Today isn't even a running day. Uh, I'm running every other day, or I've scheduled to run every other day, and that was yesterday and tomorrow, but uh, <laughs> due to circumstances and plans and things, I decided to go running today, and I am planning on <laughs> on a really long run, or yeah, for me at the moment, really long run. We'll see. We'll see how I manage. But uh, that's the, the plan now. One kilometer into this run, <laughs> yeah, I might, I might change plans uh, <laughs> when getting tired later on. Uh, yeah, so. Uh, I was keeping my every other day running for a couple of months. I was really good at it and enjoyed it and it worked worked just fine. And then just after recording my last episode, the 10 year anniversary episode, uh, yeah. about that. Thank you everyone for for uh, your support 
for this anniversary and also for yeah the support you've given me for keeping up for 10 years uh, yeah so uh, just after my recording my last episode my uh, I think I told you that my wife and youngest daughter went to uh, to Spain for for some uh, time off during school holiday and they returned back to Sweden a Thursday evening uh, and then uh, everything just happened so my wife had to go had to go to Greece for an urgent family matter uh, so she uh, didn't even come home uh, from from Spain she went to stay with her brother for one night and they flew to Greece early Friday morning my daughter went home and plans were that I would take Friday afternoon off and drive her back to her school uh, but she woke up Friday morning uh, throwing up and uh, having a bad stomach pain so uh, we didn't go to to uh, her school uh, then instead we actually had to visit the hospital on Friday evening to see what what was wrong with her and uh, they sent us back home said that it's probably a food poisoning so uh, she should rest and have plenty of fluids and recover in a couple of days, they thought. Uh, she didn't. So on uh, Friday, oh, this was Friday, yeah, on, on Monday, I think, Monday evening, we went back to, uh, to the hospital and she hadn't eaten anything hadn't really had managed to drink much either and still had the stomach pain and uh, was in a bad shape really so they did more exams of her and discovered she had a ruptured appendix so they uh, they uh, had surgery on her on on Monday evening uh, yeah which was success successful and uh, she, 
she stayed at the hospital for a couple of days. I think on Wednesday, Monday. I took I took Monday off to take care of her and drive her to the hospital and everything. Tuesday I worked. Wednesday I worked half the day, and then I picked her up at the hospital and took her back home. Uh, the uh, the hospitals in in Sweden these days you're not really allowed to stay until you're strong enough to manage on your own you're, they only keep you as long as you need the, uh, the medical uh, things like uh, that involves needles and tubes and things <clears throat> when you when you don't need that, you take your medication in pills, uh, then you're sent home. So uh, I took her home on Wednesday, and then my wife returned Wednesday evening and was home with her uh, on Thursday. I. Uh, went to work then on Friday my wife and I went to Italy with a group of students for an exchange project so I took Friday off to see that my daughter got her antibiotics and things uh, tried to feed her some food and drink and th- things and she was on the way to recovery but on Friday afternoon or then she had she started to cough and had a high temperature so I brought her back to the the hospital they kept her overnight to do some more exams and uh, found out that she had caught the flu which uh, made things a little bit more complicated I guess she had for a week then she had high temperature of close to 40 degrees which is a bit too much really Uh, so she slept quite a lot and uh, When Monday came around, I actually took a week off from work to make sure she she was okay and had to arrange with getting the antibiotics sorted out and picked up from the pharmacist things. 
so she had a tough week and then the week after that she also stayed with us but then she was free from her well not free her temperature had dropped so she was doing okay and I went back to work during that week when I was at home trying to arrange things and spend time with her she was when getting a little bit better she was bored but too tired to really do stuff so we uh, or I read books out loud for her and we we read two of the Narnia books and one one and a half book uh, written by Enid Blyton a uh, mystery books uh, and that was uh, kind of kind of books that were easily digested so that was uh, that was fun uh, yeah then she uh, recovered and uh, then on the weekend I drove her back to her school she had then been home for three weeks after after coming back from from uh, three or four I can't really remember a couple of weeks anyway and then <laughs> I caught uh, what I thought was the flu so I was in bad shape for a couple of days didn't really uh, have that high temperature though and recovered in a couple of days so I I don't think it was the flu it was probably another bug uh, well this <laughs> these turbulent weeks um, made it impossible to to go for a run well I guess I could have my daughter is 19 she could have managed on her own for half an hour or something while I was running but didn't really want to and the last thing to say about her her illness or her would probably be that the timing even if never is a good time to be to be ill the timing this time was was not bad because she in the short period of time coming back from Spain before going to her to her um, school she got ill so she was home with me which I think was good because would have been much more difficult for her to be on her own uh, 
in the school area. So, uh, uh, yeah, even though it was a, a few weeks with a bit of uh, turbulence and bad things happening, it has now uh, it has now turned out for the best. My daughter, my wife, and I, and I are now in back in our usual shape, and uh, yeah, you know what? I think I'm gonna <laughs> leave you for a little bit here. I am entering a section of of hills <laughs> and running up here would probably make me unable to speak much. <laughs> we'll need all the oxygen I can get here. So uh, I'll be back in a while. See ya. So okay guys I'm back. I've caught my breath a little bit. Uh, yeah, so I was talking about about uh, running and reasons why I haven't been able to to run. I had in 30, 30 and uh, oh, how much is it? In 30 days, or in a month, I am doing a half marathon in Gothenburg. And I had signed up for a seeding race in a neighboring town a few weeks back. But on that day, I was not feeling well. Uh, that's when I had my cold. So I spent most of that day with uh, watching TV with one eye. The other eye was all swollen and filled with tears. And I <laughs> don't know how much TV I watched, but quite a lot. Three Shrek movies and a few episodes of of Sherlock and also the uh, two Kung Fu Panda movies, I think. Uh, yeah, a lot of stuff. The TV was on. Uh, wasn't really able to read. Uh, yeah, okay, so I didn't manage to to run that uh, um, seeding race, but I found that there are, because there have been plenty of those scattered around our country during autumn and spring, and might even be one or two left now. Uh, but I managed to find one 45 hour, 
45 minutes drive away from where we live. So I signed up for that. That was held on a Wednesday evening. But that was okay. And I... Uh, Uh, I wasn't sure on how to perform that, but uh, just by entering a seeding race, whatever the time uh, you run that 10k, the seeding races are, are, t- are 10k races, <clears throat> flat 10k races. Uh, whatever time you make on that race, you're putting a so- in a starting block ahead of everyone that hasn't done the the, the seeding race. So just by entering would move me up and give me a start in um, ahead of the seven last starting blocks so uh, and my knees I'm running this the Gothenburg half together with my knees and she had done one of those seeding races in one hour and two minutes I thought my capacity would be somewhere around one hour what well, one hour ten minutes would be no problem that's a seven minute per kilometer that's easy these days or easy but it's it's fairly easy doable one hour's five minutes I could probably do that I thought and I would be quite happy with with that I did I did a 5k a week or so before that to see or to get a, some understanding of of my current shape and I just did uh, seconds over the 30 minutes so uh, and I haven't done really many long runs or 10Ks or, or longer. And then five weeks with no running uh, or very little running. I think I was out running two times in five weeks. So that probably set me back a bit. <clears throat> So I would be happy with one hour, five minutes, I thought, on the, on the 10k seeding race. Uh, and then I went there, I got changed and we went out to the starting line. It was a nice day or a nice evening. A little bit cold but, uh, and a little bit windy, but not too bad. And we started and I looked at my watch for the first couple of kilometers and realized that I was running a bit faster than uh, I had intended 
But then again, I had my nieces one hour and two minutes to consider also. And... Uh, <laughs> can't let the kids win, can you? Uh, not in a couple of years yet. Uh, so, uh, I was running faster than intended, but felt fine. So I thought I'd stick with this pace and see, see what happens. And uh, uh, it, went, it went well, so I kept the pace for, for the whole race. It did fairly similar kilometer uh, paces for the, for the full race. And then when examine it, examining it afterwards, I found out that the first 5Ks, I did them in, in 29 minutes. And the week before, I was struggling to reach 30. So I felt good. And the, the second half, I did a little bit faster, 28, 38. So I was really, really happy with that performance. The time for the for the 10k was 57.38, which <laughs> it's uh, well surprised me really. Uh, and then I looked up the uh, the um, Gothenburg half website and found out that I will be placed in starting block number 15 out of 25 starting blocks so so that's that's good I'm really happy with that that will uh, uh, yeah so if I only can work on on handling the half marathon distance now these 30 days up until the race then I'll be fine I don't really have any time goals at all for that just want to have have fun experience enjoy the experience I don't even need to to win over my knees. Uh, she is, from what I understand, in the starting block behind me. And uh, <laughs> she might catch up, I don't know. Um, yeah, when looking at those starting block uh, times or the, the seeding times for being placed in a starting block, I realized that if I had run the, the 10k race just 10 seconds faster, I, I would have moved up another block, but that's okay. Or, yeah, well, first I was a bit disappointed and I thought that 10, only 10 seconds, I could have done that, just one second per kilometer in a 10k race. I could have done that easily, but as I didn't know that at the time I was running, so 
I think I did. I did what I could and I did great. Uh, oh, here is some really cool looking. The snow is gone here, but there is some ice still left on my on the side of the trail here, probably from uh, water coming out of the rocks here. So there's a, a square meter of of ice clinging on still. Other than that, I haven't seen snow for some time now, and here's a walker coming towards me. Uh, yeah, hang on. And I'm back and here's some more ice. I'm on the uh, converted railroad trail and uh, it's in a, uh, I'm running at the moment in a ravine uh, I cut out for the for the railroad and there is some ice here if I can catch a photo of this yeah so the ice is melting and the water is dripping birds are singing uh, yeah it's really nice here the only thing with running this is that it's high tall pine trees on each side so it's the trail is in shade um, well the sun doesn't reach here is what i want to say Further ahead, I'll run on um, yeah, on fields, depending on when I turn back. But uh, oh, I'm not turning back yet. So, what else can I tell you? Yeah, we have. My wife and I have booked a, a trip to the Netherlands around well the last couple of days in April and the first couple of days in May to visit my oldest daughter and her fiance we will only spend just I think it's only three days there but it will give us it will give us time to to see the area and how they live there and I think that's that will be fun because it will give me a better understanding when she talks about this time and the her experiences there I, I will have a, a better way to understand everything if I've seen the the environment so that will be fun we are yeah we're flying there we've thought about different ways to get there going by bus or train 
or even drive there but we settled on the on the airplane which uh, probably takes with with the uh, well getting to the airport and transfer to train the last bit and everything probably takes quite a bit of time also maybe not the same amount of time as driving there though but uh, it's easy and not too costly uh, that will be fun I'll uh, see if I can bring my running loads and go for a run in the Netherlands I can tick off another country on my, on my running list <laughs> uh, yeah what else is there to that I wanted to talk about I had uh, a week ago I tried to think about what to tell you on, on this episode and I had a few things but I didn't write them down so probably forgot forgot some of them uh, yeah well I wanted to talk about logging my runs I've been logging my runs on well for my own statistic I used the uh, the, the sport tracks I export from my Garmin to to sport tracks get all the maps and the statistics and things there if I want to look at that and to stay in touch with running friends I've been using daily mile for a long time but the community there seems to disappear one after the other the most fun I think was when we all logged our runs on Buckeye Outdoors many years ago and entered challenges and things there anyway I, I've been using Daily Mile and I will still use that uh, but I've also uh, to stay in touch with my niece I had to uh, start logging at Runkeeper so I'm on Runkeeper which uh, more or less only to, to keep in touch with my niece and I have uh, I'm also on um, Garmin Garmin Connect is that what it's called yeah just to try it out and also to stay in touch with some of my friends that are using that but the, the, I have to say that the Garmin Connect doesn't really work that well for me and that's because I have an old um, an old iPhone 5 and most every time they uh, 
update the Garmin Connect. There is a function or two that doesn't work on the on the iPhone 5. And then I have to wait for the for the next update. For example, my, the, the maps disappeared during the winter here, and I uh, wrote them a, an email and said that I can't see the maps. I had some email correspondence with them, they were working on that. Uh, but uh, apparently, well, they fixed it after a month or so. So I can now see the maps then. The possibility to edit and put uh, notes in, in, in the log disappeared. But that's also back again. So I'm not really happy with how that works on my phone. But I'll, I guess I'll, I'll stay there for a while longer and see how it goes. Uh, so, so that's uh, well. There's plenty of of uh, ways to follow my running if someone should be interested. Uh, Daily Mile or or uh, Garmin Connect or Runkeeper. Uh, on Runkeeper, by the way, I, I'm writing in Swedish. Uh, so far, should I get any English-speaking friends up there? I can probably put some words down in English too, I guess. And so, I have two birds in front of me on the trail. If I keep walking a little bit, maybe I don't scare them so I can see what they are. They're fairly big. Um, probably a crow, a crow. Two crows, I guess. Not very exciting. I, I'm still in the forest area with... Uh, oh, boy, those bumblebees scared me. Uh, came flying up behind me, just beside my head and my ear. Well, okay, so the birds I saw, they flew away. They were doves. Not uh, much more exciting than crows, I guess. I've seen a couple of blackbirds. Oh, there's one, just beside the trail in the tree. Uh, not all blackbirds leave Sweden uh, during winter. Some of them uh, leave for warmer areas, but, uh, and some of them stay around. I haven't really seen any of the returning... Well, I've seen a couple of cranes when driving. and So they have arrived. They stopped by here before flying uh, further north in Sweden. So, um, yeah, I was talking about the area. Still, still uh, pine trees on each side of the trail here. 
with some tiny smaller small really small fields here and there from old small farms in in the area I guess so well, I had hoped to see if maybe the uh, the skylark has arrived but this is not the t terrain for skylarks so we'll keep running a little bit, bit further to enter some uh, bigger fields and see if I can see them or hear them so the field area starts here with well, still pine trees on my, tall trees on my left, and a plowed field on my right. Still a bit early for farmers to get started, I guess. I think the frost left the ground just last week or so. In, in our part of Sweden, we haven't had that much snow this winter, but... Uh, in some other areas they've had, had plenty and still have some laying around I guess well in the north of Sweden of course they have still have a lot of snow the spring has been uh, unusually cold so far and we've, we do have close to freezing still during night just maybe a few degrees above or maybe even if, uh, some nights a few degrees below freezing and days well this is a, one of the warmest days we've had with 13 or maybe even up to 15 uh, they predict that next week will be <coughs> warmer but I guess it will take a while before we get up to 20 uh, yeah that has uh, made the spring a bit late and they predict that the pollen season will be challenging for people with allergies this fall as they think that all of the trees will uh, explode in the same period so we will probably have a short period of very very much of pollen instead of the usual with a longer period of a uh, little less seems to be walking a lot today now I have fields on both sides of the trail, can't hear a single skylark. And there I can see a Tofsvipa. Um, I know I looked that up, the English word for it. They are fun to watch flying around. Uh, I'll post the English name for it on my on my blog. Yep, there's the skylark. 
and the top three part. You can hear that too. Don't know if the microphone picks that up, but I've heard the first Skylark. <laughs> but spring is here, guys. Spring has arrived to Sweden, to my part of Sweden. Okay, so I should probably do a little bit of running here also. <laughs> Be a very, very slow pace today, but that's okay. Nothing has, nothing has started to turn green here. There's no buds on the trees. Well, they haven't started to develop. They're probably there on the trees, but hasn't opened up yet. The grass is not really green while starting to get a little bit green here and there, I guess. And, uh, but we have some of the spring flowers. Colt's foot, is it? Is that the name? The tiny yellow one, the first one to arrive. We've seen plenty of those. And blue anemones are, are coming. And uh, in the garden, crocuses are... Uh, in bloom and snowdrops they've been i guess snowdrops are the very first to to arrive even though they are not really a wild flower here it's the beginning of a of a great season though and i am passing over another tiny well it's, it's too tiny to call to call it a river but it's a it's a stream of water and there was a, a duck gräsand in Swedish I don't know what they are in English I scared it so it flew off uh, they are rather common I'll put the name up on the blog for that bird as well if you're interested the brown gray bird the male ones have green heads they are uh, pretty common but they're rather nice beautiful beautiful green color on their heads and there is a I don't know if there's been a pond or something here because there's a little rapids just under the bridge here <laughs> makes me uh, Makes me want to uh, create tiny boats and uh, drop into the water. Tiny boats of of bark or sticks or something, as I did when I was a kid. Made uh, all kinds of boats, and me and my friends we had races in the, in streams. It's well smaller streams than this, but. Uh, we had races. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> uh, okay. Uh, 
Yeah, guys, I have uh, probably uh, a mile to go before I'm back home. Uh, I think I've walked too much, I'm not really tired. And I have done 14 kilometers so far. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. That's the probably the longest run I've done since way, way back. Even though this one contained a lot of walking, but uh, uh, that's okay. So I just have to cross the uh, the railroad bridge uh, here, and uh, then maybe a kilometer and a half, yeah, a mile then to go before I'm home. And uh, hopefully I can edit this <laughs> a bit quicker than the last one. And I'll talk to you again in not too long. Uh, take care, everyone. See you. Bye-bye. Show notes for this episode can be found at runningthenarrowpath.blogspot.com and at the Running the Narrow Path Facebook page. If you want to get in touch, you can send me an email to kristel.wson at gmail.com or post a comment on the show notes sites. I'm also on Daily Mile as Christer W and on Facebook as Christer Wilhelmsson. The intro music for this podcast is Lost My Way by Matthew Abel. Information about the artist and his music is available at www.matthewabel.com. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.